Hello everyone and welcome to the A-Space, the volleyball podcast brought to you by CEV. It is a very, very busy time for volleyball on the beach, internationally, and who better talk about it than... <laughs> oh, where do we go first? Go to me, choose me! Michael. <laughs> Key Michael, returning. Oh, what a legend. You've had a heck of a few weeks. How are you? Where have you been? I mean, I know where you've been, but tell everyone else where you've been. Well, first of all, Dave and Dan, it's incredible to see you both. I love to see both your smiling faces. Uh, <laughs> I have been with the VNL team. I've been commenting for my first time ever on international volleyball with all of the best of the best of the best in a bubble in Rimini for a month straight. It was incredible. Now, I want to talk about this, but another man who's going to want to talk about this as well is CEV's own Dan Manili. Boy, oh boy, is it good to see you. How are you, mate? And where are you? Thanks, Dave. Good to see you, too. I'm uh, sitting in Luxembourg. I've heard a lot of Key Michael over the past uh, few weeks, though, <laughs> I, have, I have to say. Are you annoyed by my voice yet? Sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah, Nations League was a fun tournament to watch. We've had a lot of stuff at the CEV as well, more so preparing for the future with all our draws for Eurovolley and for champions league so excited to talk about that today well certainly there is lots and lots to get through but let's box off the adventure first key because what an experience i remember uh i think maybe the last podca podcast episode that i was a member of uh and you broke the news that you were going to be heading into the bubble you were there for 30 odd days in great company watching great volleyball and I had a feeling it would go very well for you, and it certainly sounded like it did, but what was the experience like? Yeah, I think we were, potentially we were with Lucarelli, and we, we you said, That's oh, you right. guys are gonna have to hang out when you're there in the bubble, and we kind of laughed and smiled, like, yeah, sure, we'll hang out. Well, I did get him on my vlog, oh. and actually not only him, but a bunch of the A-Space guests that we've met previously, um, Leon, DeCecco, a lot of people were really, I don't know, just, it was cool to see them in real life and become Sorry, real friends key, with the humans. Key, do you just want to check um, just around by your feet there because you dropped some names? I mean, yeah, yeah, I know. You might um, want to pick them up. <laughs> they're my friends, they're my friends. They're your friends too, actually. Luciano DiCecco yeah. was asking about you. He did, he sent, it, oh. he sent his greetings, so. Oh, amazing, <laughs> amazing. It was, yeah, it was an amazing month full of volleyball and I hope that anyone who is a volleyball fan We'll check out uh, any of the replays of the of the volleyball. It was fun. We'll we'll de check out the yeah de check them out. <laughs> uh, so Dan, you um you listened to and watched plenty of it, and let's pretend Key's not listening. Um, any any reports? Don't say anything mean. Any reports from her form? Now I thought the commentary of this competition was great. It was interesting having the uh, two commentators. Some good knowledge. Some good. I think I learned. A lot of random facts about volleyball, like uh, teeing air and out, playing on the beach, and uh, you know, some of the, sometimes you learn these random facts about, like uh, France's backup middle played, uh, you know, played in Africa or something like that. So it's always fun to uh, to to learn a few things and watch some watch some high level European teams not win the tournament, but I'd say overall mm, they did pretty well. Big time. So what's uh, what happens now, Key? Are you leaving the world of vlogging behind? Are you fully behind the mic? I will never leave the world of vlogging behind. Vlogging is the future, Dave. Vlogging is absolutely the future. Um, well, I loved I loved commenting, and I have gotten used to the sound of my own voice. I'll say yeah. I'll say that. I feel like that's the first and foremost thing. I don't mind hearing myself talk anymore. I used to be a little bit uncomfortable with it, but 
yeah, I, I don't, I'm, I hope to do more of it. Hopefully the CV will, uh, will engage me in some commenting in the future. Hint, hint, drop, drop. Do, do you know what? There is nothing, there is nothing quite like using your platform on the CV's podcast to put yourself forward for CV commentary jobs. I admire it. And I'm here for it. I'm also currently in a car park in London and there's a guy next to me. This isn't a video podcast, but he's desperately trying to squeeze into his car because I parked (laughs) too close to him. This is totally on me. Alas. Um, Let's move on. Dan, you've been at the coalface as always. You're one of the hardest working men in volleyball. And so, Dan, you're the hardest working man in volleyball and volleyball never stops in Luxembourg. So... Talk to me about what you've been up to, because it's been the main draw for the three club European competitions this year. You've had some great guests in Luxembourg, as you always do, and we are one step closer to getting top-level European volleyball back on the show. So what happened in Luxembourg? Um, What can we look forward to, and how is the experience of having everybody over there again? Yeah, so the CV has been very busy over the past month. We had the Champions League CV Cup and CV Challenge Cup draws. So that's a total of 197 clubs participating across the three tournaments. So all over Europe, every club, big and small, participating in European competition. And you know, we have to pick who they play each other. So that's what we did last Friday, picking all these 150 teams out of, uh, out of these buckets and we got some fairly interesting results. It's always it's always fun for the fans of these clubs to see you know who's who their matchup is going to be. Okay, uh, these two teams have a rivalry: the Russian teams playing an Italian team. So, the Champions League early rounds draw uh, offered two spots in the fourth round, which uh, uh, the draw for that occurs later. So, two of these teams are going to be lucky enough to to play to play in the big leagues, play some of the top clubs in the world. Um, so we have. Uh, 12 teams competing from the women's competition and then 22 teams competing for the men's competition. They're going to battle against each other. And uh, two of them, including Polonia London, who, uh, you know, <laughs> our local, uh, our, our, our only British team in the competition will be trying to compete for that spot as well as some pretty good teams from Portugal, some teams from Croatia, uh, Sasamala from Finland. So it's going to be interesting if you're, if you're desperate for Champions League volleyball, that's a good place to start. But for me, guys, the, uh, the most interesting draw of the day, uh, I would say in both genders, is the CEV Cup, which is like an unprecedented level of competitiveness to the point where, you know, there's, it, might, it might actually be a better finals than the Champions League this year. On the men's side, here, here, I'm going to list the teams for you here. Zenik is on, you know, the most decorated Champions League team ever who just signed uh, the, one of the best setters in the world, if not the best, Michael Christensen. Uh, Skra Belchatov, another, like one of the most storied teams in Poland. Uh, Modinavali, who has guys like Yoandi Liel, who has, you know, a ton of other, like, really high-level players. Uh, they, they, they're making all these huge signings. Um, Kuzbaz Kemerovo, who won, who was the leading team in Russia two years ago. So uh, Montpellier, who was the first-place team in France. Monza, who you know, it was on the rise in Europe and in having incredible seasons. So I, I just can't believe how competitive this is. Like, Key, did you think Zenit Kazan versus uh, Morena Volley, did you, were you expecting that kind of matchup in the CV Cup? 
Well, definitely not in the CV Cup. Like you said, those are certainly Champions League level teams, but that's exactly why it's going to be so competitive and so exciting to watch. And that's why I'm so glad that you're on this podcast, Dan, because you know so much about all of these teams and all of this international volleyball. You're a wealth of knowledge. So shout out to your YouTube channel as well, if no one knows that you have one, by the way, because I use you as a resource for my VNL commenting. Well, I'm, I'm glad someone got some use out of it, but sorry, what, for Modena, sorry, I kind of undersold who oh, they yes, signed. Yes. Okay, guys, listen to this. Namir Abdelaziz, uh, you, know, you know him from VNL. Bruno, who just won, uh, who just won uh, VNL the finals. <laughs> Irvin Engapet, <laughs> back in Modena. Bronze medalist. Yeah, you, so Yuandi Lial again on the VNL winning team. And of course, our man today, Dragon Stankovic, as the, as the veteran leader of a eclectic group of, of, of talented players so that is like a team that when you play a video game you have a code like a cheat code to unlock that team <laughs> yeah, I know. it's uh it's gonna be very interesting very interesting holy smokes look i yeah that doesn't sound fair i love i love the cv cup and it is it's often a gateway to Champions League success as well. But I also think it is a brilliant tournament in its own right. And because we put so much emphasis on the Champions League, and rightly so, because goodness me, the Champions League never fails to provide us with incredible volleyball and great champions. But, but so does the CEV Cup as well. So fingers crossed we'll get some great coverage of that and some great volleyball this year. But talk to me about the Challenge Cup, Dan. This is an opportunity for even more teams to make their debuts sometimes and, and take their first berth into European Championship Volleyball. Yeah, the Challenge Cup ends up being, you know, more competitive than you would think, especially as you get towards the later rounds. You know, even, you know, maybe it's not the top, top teams in Italy, but I don't... Even the fifth, sixth place team in Italy, the, the fifth, sixth place team in Poland and Russia, those are still very strong teams. And it does give a chance for teams that might not, you know, might not be a, have the biggest players, might not ever be on the Champions League stage, but it gives them a chance to play in a competition against, uh, you know, other clubs all over Europe, which I think is a huge benefit to both the fans being able to see teams from other countries and also the players being able to, uh, you know, travel and get a taste of that European competition. And players, you know, do go on from the teams in the Challenge Cup and, and, you know, they develop and then they, maybe they do play in Champions League one day and at a very high level. I think uh, Namir Abdelaziz, speaking of him, I think he was playing uh, Finals Challenge Cup a couple of years ago with Milano. So just it goes to show yeah. <laughs> there's still really talented players on some of these teams. Um, well, I don't want to bang the drum, but one of the things you mentioned there was the travel and we've been speaking about this for well over 12 months now. I just hope that players and supporters get to travel and get the full experience. Um, I've just been in a football stadium cheating on volleyball. Sorry, guys, but uh, <laughs> been wearing been wearing my football hat today, and forty thousand people inside Wembley Stadium, oh, wow. and it felt it felt incredible. It felt absolutely incredible, and it felt great to be back, and it felt great to see people wearing scarves and shirts with their friends and with their family and enjoying an experience together as one and i cannot wait 
for volleyball fans to get to experience that too. Because, you know, we've had it in the Champions League this year behind closed doors and the CEV deserve a huge amount of credit for everything they did to build that conduit between the event and the spectators at home. And likewise, the VNL that, that you've just been at, Key, that was, that was behind closed doors as well. But yeah. the broadcast quality was brilliant. But there's nothing quite like the atmosphere of a live event. And I just hope that this year we get that back with volleyball, with those iconic venues around the continent, with the drums banging and the flags waving and the fans chanting. And, and just, just getting back to, to what we all love. Really. Dave, you're giving, you're giving me chills just that thinking was, about it. That was it. emotional. I know. <laughs> uh, it, it, it feels it, look. It feels emotional because I've because I've tasted it now, mm-hmm. and I can't imagine going back to to behind closed doors again. I just can't. I can't imagine doing it. And look, I understand that the sport is the priority, and it has to be, and the safety of the people involved has to be the priority. But anything that we can do to get us back to what we want, which is volleyball, live volleyball, I am, I am there for it. Sign me up. <laughs> I'll be there right there with you, Dave. Oh, amazing, amazing stuff. Uh, right, I um, couldn't get out to Luxembourg, unfortunately, but, Dan, you did arrange for me to have a chat with a bit of a legend, and I'm not going to say in the short amount of time we spent on Zoom I developed a little bit of a man crush, but he's an incredibly handsome, charismatic man with a lot of great stuff to say about volleyball. A true gentleman of the sport. It's Dragan Stankovic, and this is what he had to say. Uh, Dragon, welcome to the ace space. Although I say welcome, it looks like you're a lot closer to volleyball than me at the moment because I'm in my bedroom in London and I can see CV Volleyball Challenge Cup behind you. So firstly, how are you? And secondly, where in the world are you? Well, uh, I'm good. Thanks for asking. I'm in uh, Luxembourg. Uh, we already finished the uh, drawing of lots for the... Uh, but a competition, European competition of uh, next year. So uh, I'm good. I'm uh, resting from the, another season. And uh, soon we'll be start for the, for the next. So uh, enjoying free time. Well, I can imagine. Uh, elite level European volleyball has been such a massive part of your life. And your career has been such a massive part of fans' lives for the last, well, over a decade. When you go to things like drawing of lots and you start to think about the next season, do you still get excited? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the first time for me uh, to come uh, to come uh, here to, to for the drawing of lots. So um, new experience and uh, seeing the the groups, even if, if it's not complete at the, at the moment, uh, it's a, every time it's a special feeling. So yeah. Yeah, especially because well, obviously you've you've done it all, but there are some teams who are going to be playing European volleyball for the first time, and that's so exciting for them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, also, after playing the Champions League for a long time in a row, uh, this year we will play. Uh, I will play uh, CV Cup, so uh, another cup, uh, new another. It's pretty much the same competition, but uh, it's not. So uh, eager to start and uh, to go step by step. Hey, another trophy to win, another medal yeah, for the collection. Another one, exactly, exactly. Do you remember your first 
Champions League match because there have been hundreds and plenty of medals and plenty of awards. Do you remember the first chance you got to play in that competition? Well, yeah, um, I was in Montenegro in uh, Budva, and uh, we were in a in a tough group with uh, Lube Civitanova, with uh, Innsbruck, and uh, another one was uh, Rostellar or uh, Noliko. I think Noliko. Yeah. So um, yeah, first uh, first experience, first time, and uh, I was I was excited. I already played for the national team, but uh, playing uh, with the team uh, on the big stage, it's uh, every time it's uh, it's another in, an, an, another feeling. So uh, it was exciting. We fortunately lose that game, but uh, it was like uh, serve for the experience and uh, prepare for the for the next matches. Is that where you came to the attention of Civitanova then? Is that where they started yeah, their interest? Yeah, exactly. In exactly. Yeah, they have uh, problems on their own with the middle blockers. And uh, after the group stage, uh, they uh, made a proposal to come uh, and play the rest of the season in Italy. So uh, this was my, my uh, moment. Uh, I took it and... Uh, uh, the rest is the history. You <laughs> say it worked out quite well for everyone, yeah, didn't it? Perfect, Goodness me. Perfect. Yeah. Unbelievable. At the right, right place, right time. Uh, well, some people call it luck, but if you get luck, you need to be in a position to take it, don't Turn you? It, yeah. It's not lucky yeah. if you don't take advantage. Mm. Uh, what do your summers look like now? Because I know you're a couple of years, well, firstly, you're a couple of years out of international volleyball. Do you miss it? Well, uh, I played last game on European of 2017. Mm. So uh, after that, uh, for a year, I didn't miss it at all. Okay. So uh, I really, um, I thought a lot about, uh, about the decision to, to stop with the national team. And after that year, I realized that I made a good decision because uh, most of the people, most of the players are saying that after a couple of months of not, not doing anything, they, they miss it a lot. Uh, I join my family, uh, free time with them that uh, in 13 uh, years before uh, didn't uh, have a chance. So uh, for me, it was a perfect occasion to spend more time with them and to, to travel because before uh, I was, uh, uh, Three four days uh, free after the after the championship, then uh, go to the national team. After national team, few days go to the club and uh, back and forth. So thirteen years is a long time and a long period. So after that, uh, now uh, as I said, enjoy my family, trying to to uh, visit uh, a lot of places. Now, uh, fortunately, with the COVID, uh, everything is like. Yeah, like everybody. So I will just be patient and uh, wait for the for the chance. Well, you've managed to travel to Luxembourg, so that's one yeah. place at least. Because yeah, exactly. your friend uh, Nikola Grivich, he said you'd change your mind, didn't he? Um, but there's no sign of that. You are sticking with your decision. We're not going to yeah. see you all of a sudden suiting up again for Euro volley at the end of the summer. No, no, we we talked we talked a lot. Uh, um, during the, that last year, I knew that uh, I will end my national team uh, career. And uh, I just didn't want to tell anybody. I just wanted to prepare uh, at maximum for the, for the last uh, competition. Uh, I'm happy that we finished with the, with the medal, with the bronze medal. And uh, after that, uh, I sit with him, I spoke. 
we spoke, we did a lot of things. Uh, as a former player, he understood uh, perfectly uh, my, my position and uh, uh, he was uh, a little bit sad, but uh, he understood and uh, that's it. It's amazing hearing you uh, talk about winning that medal because it was it was Belgium who you beat to win yes, the medal, wasn't yes, it? Yes. And in this podcast, we spoke to Sam Deroe, who's such a great guy. I don't know if you've come across Sam, but he's he's a brilliant guest, brilliant, brilliant bloke. But I spoke to him about that, and obviously it was heartbreaking yeah, for Belgium yeah, because they yeah. weren't on the podium. But then to speak to you and hear about what an amazing experience it was to come away with a with a medal and for you to to close that that chapter on your career with uh, success for the national team of the many honors and privileges you've had as a professional athlete that must be quite close to the top I'd have thought yeah, yeah I, uh, especially after a semi-final loss against uh, Germany we had a good uh, opportunity to go uh, fight for the gold medal uh, we didn't took our chance and uh, we needed to fight for the for the bronze we knew that uh, Belgium uh, will be, you know, on top of their game because uh, for them winning the bronze medal is uh, another achievement. Uh, for us, uh, I cannot say that it is not a good result, but uh, we could do more. So, you know, when you lose uh, one game that you are close day before, next day you are a little bit without energy, you know, like, like, uh, like uh, normal. And uh, we had a difficult game. Uh, they play really good. They were close. Uh, but uh, we prevail and uh, we managed to to, uh, to win this 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 medal. And uh, it was my last. And uh, first was 2005, also the bronze medal. So uh, I started with bronze medal. I finished with bronze medal. So so it was uh, it was good for me. Lovely bookends on the chapter of your uh, international career. Talk to me about traveling then, because. I just assumed that volleyball has taken you all around the world and you've seen some amazing places, but outside of the the sport, which countries do you want to visit that you haven't had the opportunity to yet? Yeah, I, um, uh, I wanted to visit uh, uh, Australia because uh, uh, Australia started to, to play in the World League when I stopped. Uh, they played one or two years before, but we didn't uh, uh, meet them in the, in the group. So this is the the country that I have a desire to to visit. Uh, and the other one is uh, Egypt. So uh, yeah, I never been to Africa soil till till uh, I hope soon. So uh, Egypt, Australia is uh, I, the two countries. And uh, now I spoke. Uh, I was speaking yesterday here that uh, I never had the opportunity to come to Luxembourg. So uh, it also was, a, you know, uh, we don't play games here. Uh, so I was just asking myself, maybe one day I need to sit in my car and uh, drive. So <laughs> yeah. today, today was a perfect occasion. Oh, amazing. Well, I hope they've made you feel welcome. I've never been to Australia either. And I spent a little bit of time in Egypt. And I know it's a it's a rich and diverse country and it's a big country but you have to, you have to go and see the pyramids and yeah the that's why yeah yeah it is everybody's seen the photographs and we've seen them in movies but to 
to witness them with your own eyes and to see and and you can touch the hieroglyphics it's it's kind of beyond a lot of human comprehension i really struggle to get my head around it so i really hope you get to enjoy that with your family that'll be a a wonderful experience for you get it in the diary well now after after your testimony i i i should go uh... <laughs> Soon, really soon, really soon. As soon as the airports are open again, um, yeah. get it done. Well, obviously you're not a part of the team. However, your friends, your former teammates, your your colleagues are going to be playing in Euro Volley later in the summer. Um, how do you think they'll get on? Well, we see, we saw the last European Championship, so um, we can expect everything. Uh, especially, especially from them because uh, they showed that uh, uh, two years ago they uh, they were in a tough situation. They lost the qualification tournament uh, for the Olympics, and uh, after uh, two weeks they start uh, preparation. After one week they start preparation for the for the European. Come there and and, and uh, at the end they won a gold medal. So. Uh, uh, they are, they have a capability to, to 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 do it. They just need to be focused and go step by step to not uh, think too much, just play, enjoying, and uh, they can uh, they can achieve everything. Now you talk about that European Olympic qualification tournament, though it's so difficult to qualify to Europe, isn't it? The standard is just out of this world. Yeah, everybody say that uh, it's uh, maybe it's easier to to win the medal on the on the Olympics than uh, qualify for it. So especially if you are from Europe, uh, so many good teams and uh, like a few a few spaces to to to, to go there. And uh, fortunately for uh, for Serbia, uh, this was another one, uh, another tournament like that because uh, second in a row. And uh, everybody are sad, and everybody are, uh, are um, will now will sit at home and uh, watch the, the tournament. But uh, I know that they will come stronger and uh, try to compete for the next Olympics. You are an Olympian, though, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Even if I didn't win a medal, just being there and uh, experienced uh, everything was. Uh, was a was a special feeling yeah yeah it's uh, obviously with the with the olympic summer coming up as well unfortunately for for you your friends and the supporters there won't be a serbian team there who do you think might end up on the podium have you got any inklings uh no it's really it's really <laughs> difficult really it's really difficult it's really difficult uh, you have such a good teams and um i think that uh, it will decide the the, the, the you know the 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 rush, the the good start, the because you don't have a chance. To, the one, the team who enjoys the most, and uh, who plays a little bit without pressure. They cannot play without pressure for sure because it's one tournament in four years. But but um, if they manage to find the balance, uh, uh, it will be good. Certainly will. Uh, on that note, I think they've got a very busy afternoon for you in Luxembourg. So I'm going to leave you go. Good luck with your travels. Good luck with next season. Thank you so much for having a chat. This has been absolutely lovely. Thank you very much. See you next time. Dragon Stankovic, what a gentleman of the sport. Dan, uh, you were with him 
throughout the day. How was he to have as a guest live? He's very, he's a very calming presence. I can see why, you know, he's such a coveted um, man as a, you know, as a veteran leader on a team, especially, like I said, a team with very high expectations and some very fiery personalities and guys like <laughs> Bruno, Bruno and Angapet. So I think Stankovic is the perfect guy for the team and a great ambassador for volleyball, I would say. You can just, uh, I mean, Key, we often, uh, we often joke about how you absolutely love volleyball, even though you pretend you don't, but you do. But you can just... I love just, it. I love it. Yeah, I know you do. I know you do. You, <laughs> but you can just tell that he does as well. It just runs through him, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, and also he, I, you could hear the sort of pride in his voice when he was talking yeah. about having started his career with a bronze medal in the European Championships and then finishing it off with a bronze from 2005 to 2017 like that's an incredible way to sort of like you mentioned bookend a career mm. and yeah i mean i'm sure he, he's loved his career but now having a bit of time to spend at home is it's important and it and it also helps you to reflect on how lucky you are to be part of a national team or to be yeah. playing volleyball at the highest level when you have that chance to have time off be away from it kind of like you talked about with fans coming to volleyball or being able to be in this in the stadiums as soon as you you have a chance to miss it, you realize how much you love it and you need it back. He's also desperate to go to Australia, Key. I mean, you've spent a little bit of time there. Yes. It's not a bad place, is it? It's not. And I mean, and one of my new best friends is Mark Lebedew, former Australian national team coach who was a, one of the commentators at the VNL. So I'm sure if we ask him, he can, he can, he can, he can hook you up. Dragon, oh, you've dropped, an, ticket. you've dropped another name on the floor. <laughs> You won't, you won't believe how many times I was I was dropping Dave Rogers when I was at the VNL. <laughs> so it goes both ways, you know. And what everyone's I mean? like, "Who? Who is that guy?" Um, have you ever been to Australia, Dan? Yeah, I have actually. Oh, when I was young, I'm the, literally the only one that hasn't. It's <laughs> unbelievable. It was, it's, you gotta go. It's a beautiful it's place. A lot warmer than Canada. Yeah, let's all let's go team 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 vacation to to Australia after the pandemic ends. Oh, I'd love that. I'd absolutely love that. However, I am going to Tokyo in a couple right. of weeks, so I will That's humble right. brag that one instead. Are you excited about that? Are you going to be? You're not going to be commenting volleyball, are you? No, no, no. I'm I'm doing the handball at the Olympics and the sitting volleyball uh, at All the right. Paralympics. Anyway, we digress. Let's uh, let's wrap this up while we're still all friends. And uh, just say thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Uh, continue your support of the Ace Space and everything going on at the CEV. Dan, uh, you are at the Coalface in Luxembourg. What can we look forward to? Well, we have a little bit of a break here, if you can call it a break. But we have uh, a lot of beach volleyball coming up, including the uh, starting drawing of lots for the beach European Championships in a couple of weeks. And then it's going to be a very packed summer after that with Euro Volley and then right into the Champions League season. So take a break for, for a week, guys, after VNL, and then uh, we're right back into the volleyball. Oh, Euro Volley Key. You're going to be tuning into that, looking at all your mates like, know them, know them, friends with them. They they follow me on Instagram, <laughs> and right, rightfully so, too. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Igor Kluka follows me on Instagram. It's no big deal. It's no Jeez. big deal. <laughs> Look, anyone who's anyone who's listening to this, actually, like real talk, I'm gonna plug my vlog because I, I've never been so starstruck in my own vlog ever. Some of the guys that and girls that actually are just the coolest people ever, and I say this every time, but volleyball players are such absolute legends, 
And so, yeah, I, I, I was filming the whole behind the scenes. I got a lot of interesting people to chat to. So... Well, there, it is a sport full of stone-cold legends. And if there's anybody who we haven't had, had on the podcast who you think we should, then Ooh. get in touch and let us know. Key Michael, how do they do that? Oh, yes. They should do that by sending an email to the aspace to... at cev.eu or make a post anywhere on the socials and hashtag let volleyball talk or just send me a direct message. <laughs> That's it. That is uh, Key Michael's DMs open for business. Dan, great to see you. Key, great to see you. Everybody else, thank you very much for listening. And until next time, goodbye. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye, everyone. Hi, this is Nekao Nezekwe. Make sure you follow Eurovolley later this summer. It's going to be beautiful volleyball and amazing show.